0: Thank you for joining us on The Coaching Podcast. As part of the SIN Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Senesi. Welcome to the Church Planter Coaching Podcast. My name is Dino Sinese, and I am the coaching director for the SIN Network, and today I have a guest. Uh, We we flew him in just for this podcast. No, not really, but it's uh, Scott Sanders. He is the executive director of Geneva Push. Geneva Push is an Australian church planting network and uh, committed to seeing hundreds of new churches evangelized into existence, which... Uh, I want to talk about that in just a minute, but I want to hear from you. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, good. So how's your American tour been going?
1: Well, I've had a great time. I've been in Chicago for five days already, and I've come back to Atlanta. I was here about a year ago, so it seems like home. Uh, I'm really enjoying myself. Everyone's welcoming, loving the, loving the food, loving the smells, loving the sights. And, uh, and, and, and having seen Chicago, you know, I've got another favorite city of, of America now. So. The windy city. The windy city, yeah. Beautiful city. Love the lake. Uh, love you know, love seeing the sailing on the on the streets, and then just the the size you know the size of the buildings. <laughs> they just they just rise into the sky, and it's such a such a clean you know such a clean city.
0: And, and the Cubs finally won the World Series. Did you hear about that?
1: I did hear about that. I, although I did go to a White Sox game, so the, the Cubs are playing. Well, the Cubs are playing in Atlanta. In Atlanta. They played right, the right, Braves right. last night. Right. And so they're on a road trip, but the Dodgers were playing. The Sox, So it was. It was great. Just so to, you
0: saw a really good team, and it wasn't the Sox.
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, it was the Dodgers. Yeah, Kershaw's Kershaw pitched a great game. So yeah, it was a great. Fun. He's
0: unhittable, even for the pros. Mm. It's pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So you were with uh, my friends Dennis Connor and Ed Stetzer there. What did you do fun in Chicago? Uh,
1: well, I had a I had a, a per- pierogi or an Italian beef. I think they call an Italian beef. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you don't have ketchup. So I tried that. I, I had a you know a, a sausage without a ketchup. Yeah, you don't have ketchup on your hot dog apparently in uh, in Chicago. That's what I was told. Okay, yeah. Uh, I had a, had a deep dish. Uh, I I checked out all the buildings. Oh, yeah. So I mean there there are some you know it's a famous city. I think Burnham designed mm-hmm. it in uh, you know in the eighteen nineties. So uh, I, I I'm into history. Uh, I love I love Civil War history. I love mm-hmm. the American Revolution. You know. So at the moment while I'm I'm sort of tripping around America, I'm lis- I'm watching Turn. Uh, which is about Washington spies on Netflix. We don't get that at home. So I'm in the third season, and uh, you know the the Sartorkit, the Sartorkit ring is is just about to be found out, and uh, you know the British. I'm trying to work out who do I go for the British or the Americans here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me help you out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me help you out on that one. So I'm going for the underdog. You know the, the British have taken all their all their guns, and uh, and they're fighting back. So Washington's about to Washington's about to win.
0: He's gonna do it. Yeah, he's
1: gonna do it. Yeah, you
0: You, you don't don't
1: don't don't spoil it for me.
0: Okay, (laughs) okay, I won't. I won't. I won't. But watch it. You'll like it. (laughs) Very good, man. It is wonderful to have you here. It's wonderful to talk about church planting and what God's doing in Australia, and uh, we're learning from you too, bro. As much as uh, you might be learning from a few others besides me that you're meeting with, (laughs) Uh, we're we're learning from you, and uh, we thank God for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, I uh, I've been. I mean, I've. I've I've known Ed Stetzer as, as I was saying to you this morning for a number of years. He's been uh, he's been a great encouragement. Uh, you know we pray we pray together. You know regularly. He's been a real help in sort of providing resources and uh, you know stirring stirring me up from afar. And, and and also he's had you know he's had the pleasure of coming to the most beautiful city in the world, Sydney. Yes, uh, your <laughs> and, hometown. Yeah, my hometown. And uh, and so it's it's a real the the strength I think of the American missions Movement is is your structures, your systems, your ability to to think into stuff. So that's been a real, um, you know, that's been a real joy to uh, to learn from you guys over the last few years.
0: Well, and you've been asking some great questions from me, which makes me rethink our systems and our structures and all that, particularly as it pertains to coaching. So I appreciate the time we've had together already. Hey, So tell me about Australia. Uh, what do you love most about it?
1: Well, it's home, you know. So, okay. uh, you know, we, we drive on the right side of the road uh, as in the right, the, so side the, the, le- the left side, okay. <laughs> not the right side. Yeah. Uh, it's where my family is. Uh, I think, I think I love the, uh, I love the underdog, nat- you know, nature of it. Um, I love the, you know, just get, get whatever. you know, just start things and, and, and do whatever it takes to get, you know, get something done. Yeah. Uh, I love that every, you know, everyone's a bloke, you know, that even the prime minister is a bloke in the sense that we're very egalitarian, not in the egalitarian complementing sense of church, but we're very egalitarian. Is there's, there's no hierarchy or structure and that's that's a good thing that's an unhelpful thing because often we don't have leaders who want to pop their heads up out of the you know out of the the trench uh because they're they're too fearful for getting blown off so there's there's a strength in it but there's also a weakness that we don't um necessarily you know want to stick our head out and say hey let's you know let's go and take this hill and so i got you um but there's a great strength in that i can you know the the former prime minister of of the country used to be part of my surf club Uh, you know we would we would uh we would swim together in the, in the in the surf you know surf competition we would do volunteer surf you know patrols together now he was a elected parliamentarian volunteering on the beach we were able to do that together so there's that you know that that, that sense that you know, they're not, they're not above everyone else. We're, we're all on the same level, which is a,
0: a nice thing. I got you. You just gave me some insight on the word bloke. I've heard it yeah, forever, okay. and I knew it had to be a little bit of a term of endearment. That's right.
1: You're a good bloke, Dana. You're a good bloke. Oh, good, yeah.
0: good. i didn't tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> so so very good. So I'm a foodie. Yep. Uh, so I had to put the food question in real quick before we get down to coaching yep. business, and that's just when I come to Australia, what do I have to have when I get there well, that I couldn't get here? Well, you're in
1: church planning, so, you know, hipsters are all into church planning. So you need to have smashed avocado on toast. Uh, so that's there, there's a, there's a joke going around in Sydney that uh, the the millennials are not able to uh, afford a house because avocados are so expensive, you know, and, and <laughs> breakfast is costing them so much. So that's one thing I'd say. Have have that just cuz that's a you know culturally that, that that could could speak to some things but what you want to do is you want to go either go to a, a local football game or you want to go to a local Bunnings which is 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 a home improvement store in, in, in Australia and every weekend on a Saturday or a Sunday there'll be a local community organization putting on a sausage sizzle okay now you know? it's just a beef sausage it's just two bits of bread and it's sauce and some just some onions now they're not uh, outback you know that outback chain they're not. Our, it's not our back chain. It's just some caramelized onions. Put some ketchup on that, or some tomato, tomato sauce, or what we call a dead horse. Put some dead horse on it, and uh, and and just eat that. It's you know, it's not high culture, but it, it's what Australians do all over the place. So I'd, I'd encourage you to do that. So, yeah. so
0: I'm probably more interested in the crushed avocado and toast. because <laughs> yeah. I'm a little more toward the vegetarian side. <laughs> not a vegetarian, but I go toward. But the sausage sounds intriguing too. So. So we better get off that subject because I may go down a road that takes too much time. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's interesting. So uh, give give me the history of Geneva Push, a church planting network, but kind of kind of catch us up in a, a capsulized way. What are you doing? Yeah, we,
1: we kicked off about uh, nine years ago uh, with the simple vision, as you've said, of seeing hundreds of new churches evangelized into existence. So a number of Americans had come out, people like Mark Driscoll, you know, stirred things up. Uh, which is which is a real blessing. Uh, you know, the, the church in Australia was just planting at a sort of a flat line. Um, he came out, said a whole bunch of bunch of things. We had a whole bunch of young guys uh, getting fired up and wanting to plant. Geneva push started to ensure that those young guys were equipped uh, and they were, you know, stirred in the in the right direction. Uh, we we started eight years ago. We've seen 75 churches started. We're a non-denominational network, mm-hmm. uh, or an inter-denominational network. We work with over 10 denominations. And the idea was that we could actually do more together. Uh, so church planning has been happening, you know, in the 90s, you know, with, Lyle, you know, Lyle Shaller's influence and church growth, a whole bunch of denominations started, you know, started the big church on the edge of the city. Mm. Um, you know, in 2000, a push there has been a push to again, start new churches. Some of those have been, you know, theologically driven. They've also been driven by a desire to reach the lost. Uh, and so there were people who had been doing it, but no one had, had I guess, come up with a system gathered people together to actually hopefully do more and also to provide a platform where people could talk about church planning and encourage you know good evangelistic uh, church planning so uh, Geneva Push we recruit we uh, assess and we strengthen church planners very simple Americans have this you know th- these very complex diagrams about what you need to have a church planning system mm-hmm. I believe uh, you know again trading off Ed as research you need a good assessment tool you need coaching And that's really probably the most fundamental system for a church planning network. If, you know, good assessment, good coaching, and then finally a peer network piece. You want planners, um, you know, talking with each other. So you need the old guys helping the young guys, and then you need the young guys with the just a little bit older guys, you know, talking church planning, and everyone needs to get assessed. You know, please hear that, everyone needs to be assessed. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, and so helpfully over the last few years, again with Lifeways research, they've been doing some research, i think we've seen an increase in in people actually saying yeah i need to get assessed and so that's a that's an encouragement and more and more people are saying i need a coach uh, which again is yes. another encouraging uh you know thing
0: very very encouraging of course even in the assessment kind of tying into the coaching too where 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 a planter could come out even if he's affirmed which we hope he is if he's affirmed to move forward if it, uh, he needs to have a plan where does he need to grow? What does he need to get better at? And that's where that coach could come in and walk alongside and not try to fix things overnight, but to but to grow gradually uh, forward in in, in what's uh, what needs to happen. So where are you seeing God at work the most? And that's that doesn't have to be a coaching answer. That just has yeah. to be
1: Yeah, one of I mean one, the, the one of the privileges of my job is that I get I get a chance to connect with planters and, and churches. I and, and the thing that excites me the most is seeing lives transform. So hearing the stories of God being actually at work in the lives of, uh, of, of churches that are, you know, seeing disciples being made. Uh, so, so Jenny, let me tell you quickly about Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd come from Canada to Australia for two years of comment. Uh, she went to one of our churches that meets in Balmain, which is a, an inner city on, on the harbour um, suburb. It's prime, It was a working class suburb, but now you need to have millions of dollars to buy a house there. Uh, she was working in the city. Got got invited to a, a simply Christianity group, just a, a a checking out Jesus course. Over the course of those few weeks, she committed her life to Jesus. Now, um, I've got a photo that uh, I've just given Eric, you know, a picture of. She's she's getting baptized, fully immersed, so the you know the proper way, yes. uh, in in the harbour, which I wouldn't recommend, <laughs> uh, but in, in the harbour. And and on that day, she gave a testimony about God being at work in her life. And so we're we're seeing that happen across the network, over 1500 people over the last, you know, sort of five, six years have actually, uh, you know, given their, given their lives to the Lord or That's recommitted, incredible. recommitted to actually uh, serving local church. Uh, the other area is just actually seeing churches birthed. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're a church plan network, mm-hmm. uh, where I think, I think every one of those churches, it has to be uh, God at work because you know, we can't do these things in our own strength. It's only, it's only the body of Christ. It's only, you know, the Holy spirit, you know, supernaturally working in the lives of planters, in the lives of core teams, in the in the, in the lives of people who are coming to Christ. That uh, you know that things are done. So we, you know, we we're seeing prayers answered, which which is only it's only God. Yeah, yeah
0: it's a it's a delicate balance, uh, maybe. But I, I always think about the the picture in Acts where uh, Antioch Church sent. That's one word used in the original, and it was like that physical push, maybe, mm-hmm. and then the Holy Spirit took over, and the Holy Spirit gave. The supernatural push—it's mm. a partnership, mm. and uh, so our systems probably we put a little bit too much faith in those at times, and then. Forget that it's ultimately the Lord that builds the house, right?
1: We've got to keep reminding ourselves. We've got to keep praying. Yeah, yeah. that's that's
0: very good. Uh, so let's talk about coaching. Yep. Uh, and uh, but that was the first time we ever talked was to talk about coaching. You had questions about coaching. I had questions about coaching, so it was great to interact a little bit. What got you interested in coaching? Why Why did that stick in your mind as something relevant and practical?
1: Well, I uh, I'm a tax lawyer by trade, so... Uh, I started my life straight out of school working for Coopers and Librand and then Pricewaterhouse Coopers when they merged and so in some ways uh, it's something that you know businesses and organisations always had it It, you know in that environment I had an HR director who I'm regularly meeting with my uh, direct report and other reports so I I, I saw it in the business context but then when you move into the church context I, I, I guess I saw discipling I saw mentoring but I didn't see a uh, you know, a targeted. You know, let's grow you. Let's let's develop you for the task of youth ministry or the task of of doing an evangelistic course. So, in one way,s uh, what what got me interested, excited was, uh, I guess, seeing the dynamic nature of church planning and the need the need to to have more than just a course. You know, it's not like we can, uh, you know, I can hand I can hand you here's here's the curriculum to plan a church. Right. Because as soon as you put that in Broken Hill, which is a, a town of twenty thousand uh, versus the middle of Sydney and even in the middle of Sydney versus, you know, just a few suburbs away, you've got a completely different, uh, story and set of situations. And so the dynamic nature of coaching in the sense that it's a, a one-on-one relationship where, where someone is asking questions, uh, helping, you know, helping them, you know, work out the next step, uh, meant that coaching, you know, w- was, uh, was, was vitally important.
0: So, you guys focus on recruiting, uh, as recruiting, assessing, and strengthening. So, how does your training and coaching work together to strengthen planters?
1: Yeah, so uh, we've got a number of different events and training tools. Uh, we've got over 3,000 resources on our online resource library. So, you know, www.genevapush.com forward slash resources. I'll give a bit of a plug for it. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they give the opportunity for a church planter to, to go in and do the deep dive into say, you know, how do you, how do you start a launch team? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, often, um, you know, often for a, a church planning uh, coach, that, it might have been a number of years since they've, you know, gathered that launch team mm-hmm. or thought into a, a newcomer system, you know, in, in a detailed way. So having those training resources there allows a church planner to hear from someone who's just that little bit further ahead or an, e- an expert in the field uh, so they've got that that rich knowledge. Now, a coach though, a coach is is hopefully asking the questions, helping a church to realise, well, I, I, I don't have a newcomer system or I, I need to have a newcomer system and and I've identified the blockage or the or the problem and our coaches helpfully then they don't have to be the expert on everything. In fact, um, I'm I'm far better if they're not, because often those expert coaches become tellers and not right. and not coaches. And so the, the strength of the resources and the peer network piece alongside the coaching is that a coach can know that they don't have to have everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I mean, they sh- the church planner and the coach should know that already. We've got a body of Christ. We, you know, we're not all eyes. We're not all feet. We're not all right. hands. And so I think the uh, the beauty of having, you know, training and resources alongside those things is that you can give that, you know, that content drop uh, and, and then hope, well, that the aim of coaching is that the just in timeness will, will come out.
0: Yeah, well, and we in our system, Scott, we have some uh, some incredible trainers, and we try to encourage our coaches and say, "Look, you're not the trainer, you're the you're the you're the coach, yep. and you have a totally different role and what's going on." And uh, so, I'm I'm encouraged by what you're saying. I'm encouraged by the opportunity not to ignore content, but mm. to leverage content in the right way. So our coaches help implement help. Planters implement what they're learning. They're not just someone else pigpiling on top of them, saying, "Here's more stuff and more stuff and here's more opinions and here's more ideas." So, so that's very good. Uh, why do you think a church a church planner, if you were talking to a church planner right now, what would you tell him? Why does he need a coach? Because again, he's a pragmatist. He's overwhelmed. He's got a lot of pressure on him. Everybody's got something else they want him to do.
1: Uh, I would I'd use data. You know, uh, in the sense Ed Stetzer says, if you if you got a coach. You're going to be more likely to survive. So just the simple reality, actually having someone alongside you who's helping you, uh, helping you plant, it leads to a greater a greater chance of success. Um, the other the other main church planning is lonely. Um, it it's isolating, and so to have a coach who's a cheerleader, who's who's someone who's maybe outside your uh, hierarchical network in terms in terms of they're not employing you, they're not giving you money. Um, they you know their whole you know reason for being is actually to help you. Birth this church into existence. I think that's that's encouraging because you can complain. You know, Dino Dino Dino's on my back again, and <laughs> uh, uh, or my said missionary. You know, leaders on my back again. I'm yep. not I'm not seeing X Y Z, and and I and, and it's it's helpful. You know, to have someone who you can complain to outside of that network. Uh, you know, people tell Australians are, we're good whingers. That's that's a that's a a whinge you know we can complain. Okay. You know, so an American We don't we don't do that here. No, no, an American an American <laughs> responsibility that's awesome. Everything's so great yeah, here. Like, we have nothing to complain got, about. I've got a nail in my head it's got that's awesome, you know. <laughs> well, we we'd whinge about it in Australia. We we would say no that's not good. <laughs> uh, uh, and so I th- I think that's a helpful, you know, that's helpful to have the positive, have the negative, have the realistic picture as well. I would also say to church planners, you want to have someone who's in your court um, but who can actually do that, the hard thing of rebuking you and telling you where you need to pull pull your head in again? Another afraid, you know, and another Australian uh, phrase. Uh, uh, you
0: said that different at breakfast, but we won't go there. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. So, so well, and and everything we do is built on the belief that no planter should plant alone. Coaching is a ministry of presence. Uh, um, a lot of coaching is being there, but not only being there, but being there consistently and asking questions. And I first read this by Steve Ogney, but asking questions that no one else is asking. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to get into, in a future podcast, a little bit more about your system and how your system works. But uh, uh, we're going we're to wrap up at this point. But give a word to a coach. Encourage a new coach maybe that's struggling. So give a word of encouragement to a new coach. Uh, Scott, what would you tell that coach? Uh,
1: three things. L- listen well because the church planner's context is going to be different to your context. So you, you need to understand his situation. So the first thing is listen well because his context is going to be different to yours. Second one is listen well uh, because he's a different person than you. He's got different gifting, different experiences. He's going to struggle with the things that you're going to find easy. So listen well to understand him. The third one, listen for heart issues. Uh, listen for feelings, listen for fears. Help him with the areas where he's not believing the gospel, where he's not trusting in the sovereignty of God and the power of his word. So hopefully you've heard I've said listen three times. I think I think our, a, a new coach, they need to listen. Yeah. Uh, our, our gut instinct is to, is to tell, and so I'd encourage him to listen.
0: So listen, listen for context, uh, listen for the uniqueness in him, and then listen for the heart issues. That's right. Man, That is that is ended up on three great hammers for our <laughs> coaches to listen to. Great reminder for me as well. Uh, thank God for you, Scott. Thanks for being with us today. If you go to the show notes, you'll be able to get some more information about Geneva Push. Uh, you'll be able to get uh, uh, and find out more about what God's doing through Scott and what God's doing in Australia. So until the next podcast, I want to encourage every coach out there to keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.